willing to trust him. Amen. When everything is gone, when everything, you have nothing left, but you continue to hold on to your trust in God. Amen. When your friends walk out on you and there's not enough money, when there's not enough for this and not enough for that, but would you continue to trust God? Amen. And how many know that every time he comes through? Amen. And he's always on time. Amen. Always on time. Always on time. Amen. Truly, we just thank God. Uh, as I was traveling this weekend, uh, talking to different people, um, that word trust just kept coming up. Just trust. So when I was thinking of a song to play uh, before the message, that, that song just came before me. Amen. That song has blessed me many a nights and many a days and many a, a hours, minutes. Amen. At one point, it was just on repeat, and that was the only song I kept playing over and over. Amen. Sometimes you need that. Amen. So, but uh, it has nothing really to do with the message, but I just wanted to play that to encourage all of us on today that we will continue to trust in God. Amen. Amen. Put your Bibles, if you can turn with me to uh, Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14. <clears throat> and how many know that it's an awesome thing when you're invited to a banquet? Amen. Amen. Most of the time you don't got to pay for nothing. Uh, you, most of the time you just show up and get a nice meal, maybe dance a little bit. You know, I don't want to say, you know, the kind of dancing that, you know, some of the kids do today. But, but as I put it this way, ballroom dancing. Yeah. yeah. Where you strolling around doing a Swartz. Or, amen. Amen. So if you have Luke chapter 14, uh, we're going to start reading at verse 15. <clears throat> when you have it, say amen. And when one of them that sat at meat with him heard these things, he said unto him, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bed many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse, make excuse, the first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. <laughs> so the servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the hot and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. For I say unto you, that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. My Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, 
I first decrease that you may increase within me, God. God, we pray right now that this word will go out and fall on good and fall on good ground. And we pray, oh God, uh, as we enter into harvest celebration, that our mind and our hearts, oh God, are turned toward souls and turned toward uh, witnessing and turned turned away from just me, myself, and I, but to those that that need help, that need encouraging words, oh God. So we just pray that you will be in the midst of this message. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated. We find ourselves in the book of Luke, and what I like about Luke is uh, Luke was a Gentile writer, uh, one of the only uh, Gentiles that wrote anything in the book that God inspired to write in the Bible. And but also, what I like about Luke was Luke was a, a, a doctor, so his his de- he has detailed um, writings or uh, uh, what, what what is put in the Bible. Um, that comes from Luke is detailed. It's not something, not saying that none of the other words in the Bible are less. What I'm saying is he was more detailed in his writing because that's how he was as a doctor. Um, and that's good because you just don't want a doctor that, that's, that's not skilled or not take his time and come, come to a conclusion for what to work on or what to do to heal you or whatever it may be. But Luke took his time and he wrote this uh, book. In this particular chapter, we find ourselves... Um, Luke is writing, and it, and it started off with Jesus um, uh, uh, first talking about the supper. And, and, and in this supper, he was saying that those um, that are normally invited are those, you know, they, are, they come. They are Jews, per se. So he, gets, he goes on to say, from the Jews coming to this dinner, and he gets a little further down, and he talks about um, being uh, prideful where um, you uh, invite yourself to a banquet and you go to the front seat, um, how you can be easily excused to the back seat, amen, when those that have, uh, per se, the rank and the power will come in and you will be embarrassed or shamed when you go away. These are all in the first, uh, one, first, first verses 1 through 15 that I'm leading up to. But then um, he gets to a point where he was telling uh, about the scribes and the Pharisees, how they think they have it all together and how um, at this particular dinner, how they, they, they just know that they're going to make it in, that they're going to be at this particular dinner. But how many know that Jesus is an awesome teacher? And he broke this parable down and he made it plain to them to understand that, that, that you have been invited, but at the end of it, you have rejected it. Amen. So we don't want to reject our invitation. Amen. Because sometimes we can reject uh, our invitation and, and, and we're trying to figure out, you know, what's going on in our lives, uh, what's going on in our homes, what's going on here, there. It's because we have rejected our invitation from God to ex- extend into our lives. Amen. So, but we're talking about a banquet. So as we go further, the first point I want to make is when you are invited, you know, many times you get that invitation. Amen. You're excited. It may be whether it's a wedding, whether it's a banquet, whatever, whatever it may be, you get that invitation. Now, in this particular scripture that we're alluding to this morning, the guests were invited, but they did not know the hour or the time of the meal or when the banquet was going to take place. The host had to know how many guests were going to, were going to be coming so he could butcher the right amount of animals and prepare sufficient food. Just before the feast was to begin, the host sent his servants out to each of the guests to tell them the banquet is now ready and that they should come. Amen. 
In other words, each guest in this parable had already agreed to attend, but began to make excuses on why they shouldn't or why they could not. Amen? So first point is, when we are invited to something, we're excited, we want to go. And we're talking about Jesus extending his invitation to a great feast. Amen? A feast that he's, we're going to find out that he spread, that he has laid out for us. That, that, that when, you, when you leave this feast, that you ain't going to hunger no more. Amen? I mean, how many times have you been to a banquet and you leave and you're like, oh, maybe the food was nasty and you couldn't really get it down. And you go on the way home, you're stopping by McDonald's, you're stopping by Burger King because the food was just, just not up to par. Amen? You, you're saying to yourself, how do these people pay all this money for this food? Amen? But we see here, when you leave the feast of Jesus, that you, you're going to thirst no more, you're going to hunger no more, that you're going to want to just celebrate and tell others about this great feast that you have attended. Amen? So now let's go a little further and let's look at the excuses. But instead of eagerly coming to the feast, all of the guests insulted the host by refusing to attend, and they all gave very feeble excuses to defend their charges, I mean their change in plans. Now let's look at the first guest. The first guest begged off because he had to go and see a piece of real estate he had purchased. <laughs> now, the purchase of property is often a long and complicated process. And the man, who, the man would have had many opportunities to examine the land he was buying. So we know that when you purchase something, it's a long process. So him going to this dinner would not stop him from buying the land. Amen. And how many know that if, 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 if you didn't check the land out before that day, then you'd be making a crazy or a foolish purchase anyway. So we know that that was just an excuse. Amen. For not showing up. Now let's look at the second man. First man, you know, said, I got a piece of property. I want to go look at it. I want to examine it. And another thing that's strange about this property is that, you know, it was at night for the banquet. So you probably really couldn't check out or look at the property anyway. So you wouldn't get a full inspection of the property because the lights, it was dark. Amen. And we know that they didn't have lights back then. They had uh, candles or uh, lamps. Amen. So you, I'm not sure how much you're going to see with a lamp when you make a huge purchase like that. Amen. So let's look at the second man. The second man also um, began to make excuses. He, had, he went and bought 10 oxen. Now, how many people... Amen. Now, this is after the, 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 the preparer of the banquet has sent out word that come, the table is spread, come, the banquet is ready. These people begin to make excuses. Now, the second one, now, how many people you know would buy 10 oxen without proving them? The word says that he has to go prove his oxen. Wouldn't you buy, when you buy a new car, what do you do? Don't you test drive it before you put your money down or agree to the terms? I mean, you just don't accept the purchase. We see in this particular one, once again, here's an excuse. And once again, it was late at night. How many people are going to prove or try an oxen in, at night? Amen? Because the ox, first of all, probably won't acknowledge or uh, adhere to what you're telling it to do. So we see here, once again, another excuse. Now, the third guy. Now, I kind of, like, if you ever want to have sympathy, you know, you want to have a little bit on this guy. <laughs> Amen? Now, the third guest <laughs> really had no excuse either. <laughs> 
Since weddings involve so much preparation, Jewish weddings were never a surprise. So this man knew well in advance that he was taking a wife. That being the case, he should never have agreed to attend the feast anyway. Since only Jewish men were invited to the banquet, the host did not expect the wife to come anyway. Having a new wife could have, could have kept the man from the battlefield, but it could not keep him from this banquet. So once again, an excuse. Amen. He knew well in advance that he was getting married. He could have said, I can't make it. I, 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 it ain't going to happen. Now, my sympathy, sympathy was just, was, you know, some, just got married. <laughs> you know, he wants to spend the evening with his wife. <laughs> you know, so I had, a little, I had a little heart in that one. But at the end of the day, it's still an excuse, right? Now, this particular slide I'm showing up on the screen, uh, it says Excuses by Billie Holiday. Excuses. It says, of course, these were only excuses. Billy Sunday defined an excuse as the skin of a reason stuffed with a lie. <laughs> the person who is good at excuses... <laughs> It's usually not good at anything else. Amen? Amen? Amen. Now, now, I know some people that can make some excuses and can make some good ones that you believe them. You're like, oh, man, okay, I understand. And, 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 and it's a straight-up lie. <laughs> but the lie spent so well and so good that you believe it. Amen? So Bill, what Billy Sunday is saying here is that, you know, sometimes you begin to, to make these elaborate uh, excuses and what it leads to that you usually are not good at nothing. Because what happens is when things go wrong, you make an excuse. Instead of getting on your knees, instead of asking God for protection, instead of asking God to help you in the situation, you begin to make excuses. It's her fault. It's his fault. If this one showed up, it wouldn't have this, 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 and that. Instead of sometimes accepting the blame, accepting your fault, accepting your failure, and letting God heal you, deliver you, and move you to the next level that he wants to take you to. Amen? So we see here these three people begin to make excuses. We don't want to be excuse makers why we don't want to attend the great feast that Jesus has for us. Amen? I don't want an excuse that, that I'm going to come to Christ when I get my college degree, or I'm going to come to Christ after I get married, I have some kids, and then later in life, you know, then I get saved. No, that's just an excuse. When the invitation is given, you should accept that invitation because you've been invited to a great feast. Amen. How many uh, know that sometimes tomorrow may never come? Amen. So while, while, while you sitting here talking about tomorrow, you can move on, you can die, you can, you know, pass on. And you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You, and when you die, I mean, die, when you die, death, death is real. Amen. No matter what, what, what the world tries to say or how they try to spin it, death is real. When you close your eyes, you're going to wake up and you're going to be in judgment. Amen. And either God is going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant, or you're going to be cast. And, and I might as well say cast into hell. Amen. And if you want to spend your, the rest of your life in hell being tormented day by day, minute by minute, hour by hour, year by year, day by day, that's on you. But I want to wake up in glory. 
Amen. I want to wake up where the sun never, never is never a dull day. Amen. Where it's never a cloudy day. It's never a stormy day. It's never I need an insulin shot or I need an aspirin. I need this or I need that. It's none of that where we're going to wake up. And God is saying that I'm inviting you to this great feast. Amen. So we don't want to make excuses on why we can't accept our invitation that God has given us. Amen. So the, the, the particular person who invited everyone, he, he says, okay, I done prepared all this food. Now what? Since none of my, 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 my people want to come, since none of the people that I was close to want to come, that I invited and they accepted to come, now what? So what, do, what does he say? What does the word say? The word says that what kind of men would be found in the streets? What he told them to do was go gather me a crowd. Amen. He said, go get some people. I don't care who they are. Go get these people. No, the ones that I wanted to come don't want to come. Amen. But, but I, I know some people out there can use a good meal. I know some people out there can, can use a good night. Amen. So go get them. So, but what's strange is, he says, what kind of men will be found in the streets, in the lanes of the city, or in the highways and hedges? Hmm? What kind of people? It ain't our people, right? It ain't the people that we, we roll with. Amen. So, so what we find in the street? We find the outcast. We find the lord, lorders. We find the homeless. We find the undesirables. Now, now, Jesus, what I love about Jesus is Jesus was these were the people he rolled with. According to Scripture, Scripture says in, in Luke 15, 1 and 2, then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for, to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. And this, this is the word. Amen. And then also in Luke 19.10 it says, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. Amen. So he's coming for the outcasts. He's coming for the undesirables. He's coming for those people that have been uh, told that they are never amount to nothing, that they are never be anything in life. Amen. So this next slide is, is shows you the outcasts. This is how we roll. This is how we do stuff. And, and sometimes even in Christianity, where you see all these different colors up here. You see the purple. You see the green. You see yellow. You see the blue. You see red. You see all the colors. But then this one guy is gray. He's, he's gray. He has no partners in this particular organization. So what we do, we kick him to the curve. we like, we don't want no parts of you. So because you don't think like us, because you don't act like us, we just going to, we don't want nothing to do with you. So we just going to just ex exclude you. Just stand over there. We don't care that you're crying. We don't care that you're lonely. We don't care that you need help. We got all what you have need of. But because you're not part of our clique, you know, our organization, or how we feel, you become an outcast. Amen. So it doesn't stop there. Jesus also says that, look, I want those loiters, amen, those that just hang on the corner. Amen. We know them. We know them. We see them. I grew up with them. Like I said, I grew up in D.C. If I go home right today, some of the same gentlemen, and we're, what, 45 years? Well, I'm 45. They are still on the same corner doing the same thing, doing nothing, just hanging out. 
Amen. But these are the people that the, the, the banquet hosts say, I want you to go get. Amen. I want you to go get these people. Those, those people that are sitting on the corner drinking the 40 ounces. Those people that are sitting on the corner with no college education. Those people that are sitting on the corner with no, that, that didn't have a mother, didn't have a father, but yet they hanging out. Let's go get them. Amen. That's what the, that's what the banquet host is saying. Look, we're not going to just, just kick these people to the curb, but I want to invite them. Amen. And then you have homeless. Amen. We, homelessness is still here. It has not, um, with all the, 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 the money that is being made in America today, not just America, but throughout this world, homelessness is still here. And it's not just in, your, in the cities and the suburbs. I mean, it's not just in the cities, but it's also in the suburbs. Amen. And, 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 and the truth be told, a lot of people... Um, they don't want to admit it or don't want to accept it, but sometimes a lot of people are one paycheck away from being homeless themselves, amen? So, so let's be real about it. You know, sometimes these, some of these people that are on the street are not out there because, because they want to be out there. It's because of the circumstances of life, ended them, they ended up out there. So we don't kick them to the curb. We don't just walk by them knowing that they need food. We got a Big Mac hamburger. We got everything we need. We walk right by them and just look down on them or belittle them because they're in that situation. But when you flip the script and you miss that one check or you miss, uh, you get hurt in an uh, injury where you no longer can work or you no longer can do this and you find yourself out there then what amen you're going to want somebody to reach out to you you're going to want somebody to care about your situation amen and then we have the undesirables once again these are the people we we walk by the, the gang members, the gang bangers, amen? Now, last week, Pastor talked to us about the doctors, the lawyers, and um, the walks of life and everybody. I guess, for me, I'm from the hood, so these are the people I relate to, amen? I relate to the doctors, and I relate to the lawyers, but, but the truth be told, some, of, some things... The undesirables, that's what I relate to. That's what I grew up with. I grew up with the gang signs. I grew up with the, the headbands and the, all that different stuff. And what happens is we look at them and we say that they're no good. That's what we do. That they're they not, they not worthy to, to even be talked to. They're not even worthy to, to have a conversation with. Amen. That's how we look at some of these uh, young men, the undesirables. We know not just the, the, these particular men, but you have prostitutes. You have uh, uh, women and men of the night that, that we will walk by and won't say a word to because of, we criticize them because of their lifestyle. Amen. But yet, God wants us to love them. And this is what this scripture is all about, love. It's about, look, look, I invited some people, but because they diss me and because they don't want to come and partake, I want you to go get some people that, 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 that probably would never come to a banquet. Amen. Some people, and when, when you look at this whole scripture, what he's referring to was the Jews and how they rejected him. So when they rejected him, what he, he says, look, I, I got some people that's going to love me. I got some people out there that's going to that's going to love and worship me. So go get them. And what happens? He goes out and he wins the, the Gentiles. Amen. And he wins the, 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 the all the other ones that, that everyone kicked to the curb, the Samaritans, everybody. He goes and he wins them. And what happens? They accept his love. They accept the, the gift. They accept uh, who he is. And they accept everything that, uh, that is about him. Amen? So when we get to our next point is we have to gladly accept our invitation. 
These men and women may have only one reason for refusing the invitation. They were unprepared for such a dinner. So the servant constrained them to accept they had no excuses. Now, this word constrained means compel. It means, look, I want you to come regardless if you stink, regardless if you don't have the right shirt, the right tie, the right suit, you don't have the right looks, the right haircut. We're going to compel you to come to this dinner because it's not about how you look, how you dress, how you smell, what's going on in your world. What you don't, what we want, what we have is an invitation for you to come to a banquet. Amen. And what also what I love about this is the poor cannot afford to buy oxen. The blind could not go to examine real estate, and the poor, maimed, lame, and the blind was usually not given to marriage. This crowd would be hungry and lonely and happy to accept the invitation to a free banquet. Amen? Amen. So we see here also it goes even further. Not only did the host get, get upset and he goes out and get other people uh, to come to his banquet, but he closed the door on excuse makers. Amen? And when I found this slide, it took me back to Noah when we went to see the play in Lancaster. And at the end of the play in Noah, when the door closed on the ship, when all the animals were in, when all those that um, God said would be saved were in the boat, he closed the door. And when the door was closed, there was no opening it back up. So if you did not make it in, you you, you didn't make it in. Amen. You just stood and watched your... Uh, you just drown. I, I just thought about that, how, you know, my salvation is right there or my deliverance is right there. And I'm yet going to deny it. But when the door is closed for my access to, into that situation, now you just watch your deliverance just float down the road. And before that, you, you, you probably didn't get a chance to see it float because they said it was a great flood. So as, so as long as you can stay afloat, <laughs> you saw the, the door. <laughs> But at some point, the door closed. So in this situation of the banquet, when he closed the door, he says, look, I don't want none of them that refuse to come to my banquet to enter in. So I'm going to shut the door. Amen. And we know how we do in, in, in life when you kick somebody out your house, you tell them to get out. And then, you know, you say some other choice words and you say some other things, but you tell them to get out and you slam the door. And what happens? You tell look, they ain't never coming back in here. They close my door, lock my door. Don't they not coming back in. And that's what the host was saying, that when this door closes, they will never be allowed to enter in. Amen. And, and so that when you transfer it over to what uh, life application, that if we continue to refuse Jesus, we refuse, refuse to accept what he did for us at Calvary, eventually that door is going to be closed. And when that door closes, there's no getting in. Amen. It's closed, it's locked. And as they say, hasta la vista, baby. That means see you later. You, you, you're done. God bless you. You had your shot. Amen. So we see here the door closes and others will be invited. So we see here this parable had a special message for the proud Jewish people who were so sure that they would eat bread in the kingdom of God. Within a few short years, the gospel will be rejected by the official, official religious leaders. And the message will go out to the Samaritans, which is in Acts 8, and to the Gentiles, which is in Acts 10 and 13. But the message of this parable applies to the lost sinners even today. God still says, all things are now ready. Come. Nothing more need to be done for the salvation of your soul. But Jesus Christ finished the work of redemption when he died for you on the cross. 
and, a, and arose from the dead. The feast has been spread and the invitation is free and you are invited to come. Amen. 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 So we don't want to delay. Don't delay. Amen. You know how, you know, sometimes, like I said earlier, you know, I, I wait until I get married, have my kids, you know, then, then I start going to church. Then I start doing the things necessary. We don't want to delay our decision. Amen. Because in delaying our, our invitation, we're settling for second best instead of having the best. Amen. There is certainly nothing wrong with owning a farm, examining a purchase, or spending an evening with your wife. But if these good things keep you from enjoying the best things in life, far as God, his son, and the Holy Spirit, they become bad things. Amen? So excuse makers were actually successful people. They wasn't your average person. They had some success. But they were failures in the eyes of Jesus. The Christian life is a feast, not a funeral. And all are invited to come. Each of us as believers must spread abroad the message. Come, for all things are now ready. God wants to see his house filled, and yet there's still room. Amen? 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 Now, this says, now it has a slide of some spread. Now, now overseer might say, no, we don't eat margarine. And we don't, because we don't. I, don't. I know myself, I don't roll with that no more neither. Uh, but before you would get that uh, margarine, spread it on your toast, on everything. But we know they got a whole bunch of stuff in it that's not good. But what happens is when you begin to spread butter or spread any type of spread, every ingredient that's in that spread, you're spreading it over that particular toast or bread. What this slide is saying is spread the gospel. Amen. We don't want to spread just one ingredient of the, of, the, of, of, of the gospel, but we want to spread the entire gospel of what Jesus Christ did. So when we're spreading the gospel, we're spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. We're spreading that, look, look, come to this feast. When you come to this feast, it's all you can eat, baby. It's everything you have need of, come to this feast. Amen. So what God wants us to do, he wants us to go tell the world, look, spread the gospel. He wants us to go to our homes. You can find that in Mark 5, 19. He wants us to go into the streets, into the lanes, which we just read, Luke 14, 21. He wants us to go into the highways, in the hedges, Luke 14, 23. He also wants us to go into all the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen? Not, not some artificial, uh, like I said, the slide I had to, like, like, I had to think about it because like, we're not spreading no artificial religion. We're not spreading nothing artificial here. We're spreading the true living God, the true word that exists and will always exist. Amen? So in conclusion, I have to end with this. D.L. Moody. This particular parable was the text of his last sermon. D.L. Moody preached excuses. It was given on November 23rd, 1889 in the Civic Auditorium in Kansas City. And Moody was a sick man as he preached. I must, I must, I must have souls in Kansas City, he told the students at his Chicago school. Never, never have I wanted so much to lead men and women to Christ as I do at this time. There was a throbbing in his chest, and he held, 
and he had to hold on to the organ as he preached to keep from falling. But Moody bravely preached the gospel, and some 50 people responded to, the, to trust in Christ. The next day, Moody left for home. A month later, he died. Up to the very end, Moody was compelling them to come in. Amen? So that, what is that saying? I have I put a guy up there with a megaphone. Look, all are invited. This harvest celebration, we want to invite everybody. Anybody we don't know, anybody we come across, we want to invite them to the banquet. Amen? Because we're about to have a feast, and we, want, we, want not, we just don't want our friends to enjoy the feast, but we want all to enjoy the feast. Amen? So in, con in conclusion, remember, all have been invited to this great supper. No more excuses. God will have a great crowd at his banquet, whether you show up or not. He's going to have a great crowd. Amen? And we must accept his invitation. Amen? And lastly, don't delay. Amen? Don't put it off. Accept it. Amen? All are invited to the banquet. Amen? Amen. Harvest Celebration 2013. Amen? Are you ready for it? Are you ready for some souls? Are you ready to invite some people to the kingdom of God? Amen. Do you just want to just have the feast by yourself? Or are you willing to invite some people to come in and be part of this great feast? Amen. This is what this parable was saying. That we want to invite the outcasts, the lauders, the undesirables, the homeless. Well, all walks of life are invited to this feast that God was sharing here with us in this parable. Amen. Amen. Can we get a lot of hand praise for his word? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. And God, as we have changed positions, oh God, how we have changed from being sinners and have been brought into the marvelous light. God, we pray, oh God, that we will share our transformation with all the world, God. That we just won't hold our testimonies of how Jesus has healed us, how Jesus has delivered us, how Jesus has taken us and placed our feet on a solid foundation. God, we pray that you will put a boldness in all of our hearts, oh God, that we will talk about you, that we will share your word, that we would invite others to partake in this great feast. So God, we thank you right now for Harvest Celebration, and we thank you for the 500 or more souls we are planning to touch. God, we pray right now that you open hearts, open up ears, and open up minds to receive, oh God, what, what you will want to share with these 500 people. And God, what I love about you is that, that when you start something, you just don't finish it. So God, we pray that as we, even after October, that we will continue to invite friends, that we will continue to invite our friends, that we will continue to invite relatives, associates, and neighbors, oh God, that it just won't be a month thing, but it will be a lifestyle that we will continue to witness and share the good news of Jesus Christ. So God, we thank you for your word, and we pray right now in Jesus' name that it fell on good ground, and we thank you for the signs and wonders following your word in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Uh, you may stand to your feet.
Amen. If you're in the house and you do not know Jesus as your personal Savior, the call or the invitation has been extended to you at this time. Uh, even if you ha are find yourself in a backslidden state, Jesus will still love you and he will still accept you back. So just because you had some failures along the way or you had some mishaps, Jesus still loves you and he will welcome you back with open arms. Amen. So at this time, the altar is open for those who would like to give their lives to Jesus. For the first time, the altar is open for you. If you would like to uh, rededicate your life to Christ, the altar is open to you also. And also the altar is open.